Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft discussion today. It is just a gorgeous fall day, and uh, wow, it's just beautiful. My name is Kimberly Quinn, anyway, and I'm just so ecstatic to have this conversation with you on, which is very similar, related to, but not the same, obviously, as the last podcast conversation we had on Lighten Up, right? This one is very close because we're going we're gonna to talk about cutting yourself some slack, you know, and I'm looking, I'm looking outside right now at the leaves are turning. I want to say they're late this year, but they're not late, right? That's like saying a baby's late. The baby's not late. The baby knows when, when, uh, you know, he or she is supposed to exit and enter the world. The trees know when they're, so when they're ready to turn and who are we to say they're late? I guess I just, part of me thinks they're trying, trying to tell us something. Who knows what's climate change or whatever, but they're starting to turn now a couple of weeks uh, you know, later than you were used to, let's put it that way. And they're just beautiful oranges and reds and yellows and so metaphorical for change and also so peaceful, you know, just so peaceful. And, uh, it's a good time to have this conversation about cutting yourself some slack because, you know, walking out outside in the crisp air and the, you know, good sleeping weather and all that, it just feels like it's a really good time to just, you know, let go of some stuff and give ourselves a break. And so my inspiration for this episode is, is also Richard Carlson. I'm on a Richard Carlson jag. I, th- I think you know that I have a lot of teachers. My dear friend Oprah, of course, she's not aware of our friendship, but it's a wonderful one. And Wayne Dyer, for sure. Aaron Doughty, sometimes. Abraham Hicks, sometimes. I just got a lot of good ones. And Richard Carlson is good as well because he writes the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books. And there's a lot of them. They're little and they're they're just the kind of um, bite-sized piece I need, I'll, I'll tell you. And especially after the Rona virus, when our bandwidth has shrunk significantly, I think that these one and a half page, you know, discussions and strategies are, are just what the doctor ordered, as they say. And, you know, Richard talks about his goal with with writing writing this book is about you know hoping to that you know to help people become more relaxed and peaceful and loving and you know his goals are very much in alignment with what my goals are which you know the relaxed and peaceful and loving situation is definitely uh where I'm at too but and of course Minecraft is about learning to become the boss of your brain which leads to becoming more relaxed peaceful and loving of ourselves first, because we can't give what we don't have, right? And then loving others. And he talks about one of the most important pieces of this puzzle um, is to remember that that your goal is to stay relaxed, you know, the best you can. I'm adding that in, the best you can, because we certainly don't want relaxed pressure. It's kind of counterintuitive. So the best you can, and to not get too worked up or concerned about how you're doing along this journey. You know, we talked about... Uh, you know, being on the authentic path, which is definitely the one I'm hiking on. And it, it, and I hear it with my, with my Minecraft students sometimes, and I make a point of saying it when I'm teaching them mindfulness, we're doing different mindfulness activities and we're doing different breathing techniques. These young adults talk about it a lot, you know, about all the pressure that, you know, that, and they, they feel like they have to be perfect. I have quite a few recovering perfectionists actually, which thankfully by the end of the course, most of them at least report or say report, tell whatever, that they really let go of a lot of that, but they, it's, it's very consoling to them to realize you can't, you know, do the, these intentional breathing techniques or these mindful mindfulness techniques wrong. You can't do mindfulness wrong. 
And, and the same thing with being on a journey to become more relaxed, more peaceful, more loving. You can't do it wrong. You just put one foot in front of the other. Does it mean we don't get derailed like we're out on an actual trail? We step on a pine cone, step on a rock, trip, fall, fall in a brook. I've done that too. Well, metaphorically, of course, we can have setbacks because life's going to keep happening. They're not going to say, gee, Kim's on the authentic path or she's on the relaxation path or, you know, uh, everything's good, all set. No, if anything, you know, we have, you know, more curveballs happen because, because the idea is to grow and learn how to love ourselves and other people, right? So these obstacles just keep happening. So it's kind of a situation of not to get too worked up about it, not to give ourselves, you know, a rating. Oh, she was an eight yesterday. She dropped to a six. No. Just keep going one foot in front of the other and 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 just sort of allowing life to unfold it as, as it is supposed to unfold and to just breathe deeply and relax. And so Richard says, practice the strategies, keep them in mind, yet don't worry about being perfect. Oh my gosh, it's just a, the word. I actually literally didn't allow this word, the word perfect in the house when our five wonderful children were growing up because it's just, I didn't want them to have it in their little heads. So they came up with their own things like, mom, I saw this per, they say, oh, wait, 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 99% excellent. So they made things up to get around the perfect. So 99% excellent. I like that, right? So it can be great. It can be greater than great, but we don't want to strive for perfect. It's just a bar we can't reach. It's just at least not continually, right? So then Richard says, cut yourself some slack. There'll be many times when you lose it. When you revert to being uptight, frustrated, stressed, and reactive, get used to it, right? So we talked about responding versus reacting. Reacting is that knee-jerk kind of thing that we fall into because we do when we're angry, just pissed off or hurt or tired or hungry or whatever. And then there's the responding end, which is the more slowed down, you know, put together, you know, uh, kind of transaction or interaction or whatever, which is usually way, 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 way better because we've taken time to observe the facts, breathe a little bit, decide to maybe let the conversation go. Don't even have it because it's petty and stupid or it's a conversation that has to be had, but we can have a little bit different spin on it because we've taken some deep breaths, walked around the block versus just bang, knee jerk, you know, that's when loose lips sink ships, as they say. Um, And he says, when you do, you know, react, he said, it's okay. Life is a process, just one thing after the other. When you lose it, just start again. And actually, this has me thinking of Wayne Dyer, who you know I love. He's in our, he's in my friend circle with Oprah. Sadly, he's no longer with us on this earth, but he certainly is with me. I'll tell you that. I'm inspired by him all the time. Um, When he talks about there being no such thing as failure, there's no such thing as failure. And Oprah says it in a different way. Same thing, different different kind of context or different kind of manner. Uh, he says there are no, there's no such thing as failure or mistakes because we are just people. We are human beings, right? We are spiritual beings having a human experience. So we're walking around as humans, right? Just simply producing results. We are producing results based on whatever we're thinking and feeling. And then we act on the thinking and the feeling. We produce results. Those results then point us in different directions. And that's all that's happening. When we label them as mistakes and failure, this doesn't help our progress, right? We're just human human beings producing results. And then Richard says, one of the most common mistakes I see when people are attempting to become more inwardly peaceful is that they become frustrated by little setbacks. 
An alternative is to see your mistakes as learning opportunities. I guess we just said that. I should have read ahead. That's okay. Where it's, it's like review. An alternative way, an alternative is to see your mistakes as learning opportunities, ways to navigate your growth and, and perspective. Say to yourself, whoops, I lost it again. Oh, well, next time I'll handle it differently. And I have to tell you, this is kind of a little bit funny thing, but um, in our, my, my youngest is also in the fast mind club with myself. So remember that I don't, I don't, I don't embrace, enjoy, or even, or even acknowledge word disorder because it's stupid and shameful. So, uh, instead of ADHD, it's the fast mind club. So my littlest is, who's now 22 is in the fast mind club too. And she and I call it volcanoing when we snap and just, you know, get caught up, stuck in emotion and we just get frustrated and, and it's, 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 it's like, it's like a, it's like a thunderstorm on the ocean. It comes in like on a tirade and it's done and over in 1.3 seconds. And then we just move on and almost can literally forget about it within an hour. And so I like to think of the volcanoing. If we have a volcano, if we, we actually use it as a verb, when we volcano, okay, we volcano, we got frustrated, we got stuck in our emotion even though we've gotten really good at not doing that, it's going to happen on occasion, right? And just get over it. Okay, I guess that was just a reminder that we are part of the human race and who cares and so the hell what. 